Hello, and welcome to Dicebreakers, a D&D podcast and stream with mostly accurate rules and inconsistent character voices. I'm Alex, your host and DM, and with me are Greg, Mark, and Joe, my wonderful players. How's everybody doing today? Adequate. Good. I'm filled with an inexplicable anxiety. Good, 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 good. I can explain that. It's not the state of the world. Last time we played, I got bitten by a rat, and I'm interested to find out if I survived. Purdy and Simon uh, are died. not here. They, they, yes, they died. Uh, neither of them are here, so it is just going to be the three, but we're going to continue on with C3. Anyway, uh, in, t- in questions as to whether or not Carly died, the answer is, of course, yes. yes. Uh, you are now an undead being, so we're going to need to change up that stat block. But he got better. I, I thought he, I thought his soul transferred into the body of one of the rats, and that was just how he was Hey, dying. that could be yeah, quite good fun, yeah, yeah. So Carly, it depends what you count as Carly. Carly's body is now an undead <laughs> being, but then there is Carly the rat, which of course are two different path lines, um, with yeah. the alternates in between. As we've Go seen on, on um, Fantasy Discussion Reddit, there can be both a ghost and a zombie of one person. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that idea, and in fact, if, as, long as, rat is, as long as the rat has average intelligence, it can be the, the driving force. And the, and, the, and the zombie body can be under, under the rat's control. Oh, it can be like a ratatouille yeah. situation, where the yeah. spirit okay. and the rat is... Yeah. Are we pitching a mix of ratatouille and floating head doctor from Scrubs? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm seeing here, though, is if you make from the same person, like, a zombie and a ghost, and then get, like, a, a mimic, or whatever they're called, like a, a doppelganger, and then possibly something else we can work in there, we can kind of do the return of Superman, but in D&D form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? I think that works. I guess you're putting it. Who's the real one? Woo! Anyway, we've got a uh, last time on, as usual, it is recorded, so everyone turn up their volumes as we uh, get, oh, that yeah. one, uh, get that one played. Um, I'm, sure just, I'm ready. Hey, do you want to hear a new story I've been writing? It's an origin story. Another one? You know, you actually have to finish one at some point to call yourself a writer. It's called brainstorming, Steph. Every good writer does it. It's part of the process. It's about some teens that discover they have powers after heading off to university. Okay. I've got some bullet points right now. It starts with the group meeting at the uni as roommates. There's five of them. The Tiefling sisters, Macy and Neva. Totally not named after yourself or anything. Why mess with perfection? There's a halfling with weird tentacle powers named Cromwell, a Vidalcan healer named Kale with ancestry originating from an ancient order of monks, and a Leonin dude with an attitude named Samir. The story starts with the group doing normal teen things like shopping, uni inductions, and meeting the professors. This is also when they'd be introduced to a year-long team-based event called the Arliston Benefol Competition. Well, they have to complete a bunch of events like a super complicated assault course, or a robot fight, and a dragon orb scavenger hunt. I'm still working on the locations of the orbs, but one of them is one as a pendant by the subterfuge professor, and I have no idea how they're supposed to get that one, but I'll work it out. Oh, and there's this cool character building moment where Macy and Neva go exploring a totally public area, and they accidentally break part of a rickety old treehouse. You broke something at the uni, didn't you? No. Neva broke something. Besides, it's not like there isn't someone at the uni who can just mend it. Anyways, shush, I'm not done. Okay. Then, before even going to any classes, a distressed citizen recognized the group's heroic prowess and asked them for the help venturing where no one else would. A dark dungeon below their sandwich shop, infested with giant, goopy, smoky rats. 
It's a hard fight where Kali tries to burn the rats, Samir is trying to squish them, Cromwell is brain blasting them, and Macy is skillfully slicing and dicing them before they all turn to a smelly sludge. The heroes don't escape without their own wounds though. Kali and Macy were bitten and infected by the rats' ick, so they look for help from an experienced healer. It feels gross, but it looks pretty badass, so it could give them powers or something later on, maybe? I don't know. Giant, goopy, smoky, power-giving rats. Shut up, it's cool. The only other thing I was thinking was some sort of consequence for the sisters breaking that tree house. Something like both of them being given a scolding in detention with that badass subterfuge professor I mentioned earlier. So what you're telling me here is you got a detention before the school year even started. Who? Me? No, never. What do you think? Thoughts? Questions? Concerns? I think you're an idiot, and I love you for it. How long until I get to see you again? We need to jam. I don't know. At least until my mom isn't mad at me anymore. So never? Yeah, probably. <laughs> idiot. Dumbass. There we go. The lovely uh, story being narrated by uh, Maisie Montgomery Cartwright, definitely not based on any of the events that have been happening. No, uh, no. I, I will only very original fan fiction. Likeness. I'll only consent to the use of my likeness for fifty percent of the profits. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to um, change the names, but Alex said that would be bad for the podcast. So <laughs> yeah, it was one of those where, like, I know we already know it's a recap, but I thought it would be like. Uh, it still needs to be a recap. <laughs> like I like yeah. some of these things with certain aspects where I'm like, it could still be. Like, I was going to over dramatize more of it. <laughs> what I was saying, like, if we That's had the like opportunity that. as a platform to do these things, I'd love to do these skits, but fully be able to go for them and not have to keep them within the bounds of like a recap because I'm what enjoying I'm doing them a lot. <laughs> what I'm saying is, for all intents and purposes, Macy writes fan fiction. <laughs> so. It is currently, I believe, the Thursday afternoon, and we're just listening to some music? Is yeah, it... I was, was going to put on some music in the background, but I don't know why that's coming through <laughs> my, like, speaker, rather than through my headphones, which is where I'm listening to you guys on. But you could listen to music through the music that we're listening to. That's not um, good enough. <laughs> I thought I wanted to <laughs> listen to it through some other music. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, um... It's currently the Thursday afternoon, and you are standing in front of the Guildhall's assault course. Now, a little bit of an awkwardness here in that the three people that are doing the uh, assault course are Maisie, Neva, and Samir. Um, so I'm going to say, uh, without putting too much into it, because I never like to, it, to put too much into the characters, Neva, most definitely having done two of these obstacles, is like, yeah, I need to train a lot more. So steps down and sort of just like sidles off over to the other two who are standing by the side. Samir, um, I think, has a similar aspect, but I think is more, eh, not feeling it in the same way. You know how Samir is. Uh, and when Neva leaves, just kind of looks at Maisie and is like, I'm gonna, just gonna go. And then just kind of awkwardly wanders off. <laughs> but it's up to... Do you mean to say that Samir saw someone walk past without their shirt tucked in and went home to nurse his new headache? Possibly. <laughs> possibly. Who knows? <laughs> um, but the question is, does Maisie want to continue on? Because there's there's a few uh, a few things I believe there are. Can, where are can you? I four obstacles that I have, I have a question? Yeah, four obstacles you haven't done yet. Have I have I long rested then? 
Yeah, yeah, uh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, we did. You're, you're full. Full up. Full up. You were given a potion and are no longer diseased. Good, because I, I mean, I, I was still at the, uh, down my hit points, no spells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. I'll, I'll, we can quickly go through them. The last thing that you failed to do, Maisie, uh, was the spinning wheel where you had to grip onto that big cylindrical wheel and got spanned down, but you unfortunately weren't yeah, able that. to grip onto it. Um, so you step onto the next platform and oh. you are uh, dizzy for a second or two, just sort of gaining your uh, your balance again. And what in I'm, front of you is... What I'm gaining is um, my stats because I don't have my character sheet up. <laughs> I've forgotten what how is, to play this game. What is in front of you for the next bit is an almost comical sight. There's four large but eight foot diameter red balls which are sort of supported by a little bit of metal framing at the bottom which you can tell as you look at them are slightly soft so they'll be quite bouncy with this like four foot gap between them and the objective is evident and very simple jump across from one to the next until you get to the other side got it let's go without hesitation you're just like let's go acrobatics Mm. obviously Um, that is a 17. 17. You prep yourself, you get ready, you're just like, yeah, I can do this, this is fine. You jump to the first one, it's a lot bouncier than you expected, but you get just the right sweet spot, you bounce straight across the next one, boing, boing, boing. You definitely think there was room for improvement, but you didn't struggle too much. You know, you get to the other side, you can see how things will go horrifically wrong. You get that bounce slightly wrong, you're just flying off sideways, you could fall forwards, like, there is a Ankle lot of just room goes for error. <laughs> exactly, there is a lot of room for error, but you didn't make those errors, so... Probably could have... Probably could have taken a moment to look, rather than just... Just no-brain it, but yeah, yeah. Why, why think when you don't have to think? Yeah, why think? The next thing you remember very specifically is called the say it with me the grip wave yeah grip wave i actually have it written down i was just on the wrong page uh yep so in front of you are two parallel metal bars that are perpendicular to the starting platform so there's two parallel bars that go away from you they look around sort of 10 to 15 feet long uh, and have this sort of shallow sine wave, sort of up and then down and then back to the center. On each of these bars is a handle that uh, is, has like a casing that goes around the bar and sort of handles to... I'm okay. Cromwell falls oh. over in the background. <laughs> You're not even doing anything! <laughs> There's two, two like grips, so effectively um, you have to like slide these along the bar whilst gripping onto them to sort of traverse your way along these bars. It's it's a very difficult version of like. Sounds very up. athletic of a challenge. It, it is a very athletic <laughs> challenge. You look at it and you're like, oh, it's going to take some uh, some arm strength. But well, hey, I'm sure you're going to Good for me. I'm, I have expertise in athletic things. You've got strong arms. You've got them strong Ooh, arms. Ooh, I do have expertise with a 23. No, 22. 22. Easy. You barely weigh anything, so you don't need a lot of. Uh, muscle you do a lot of calisthenics i can't even say the word in your in your free time it's fine you just slide these little little tubes all along the way it's calisthenics i think if i got it correctly are doing workouts with your own body weight um it effectively you just you work your way across get to the other side 
I think you were expecting it to be a lot harder than it was. You could see how it would be difficult if you'd done every single thing before this, but at this point you've only done a couple things and... Climbing up and down the mansion wall gave me a lot of climbing strength, and it's apparently not that different. Um, in front of you again, just keeping this momentum, you're like, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, let's go. Two parallel glass walls, making a sort of a corridor in front of you that are four feet apart, with no floor and no ceiling. Again, about 10 to 15 feet long, you can tell that you need to put pressure on the left and the right and effectively spider climb your way between these walls. I'm going to Super Mario this bitch. What's the... <laughs> I mean, it's a plus five either way. For Athletics or acrobatics. Oh, well. It's either one. Um, that is 16. Ooh, just. You start strong. You, you jump up, clunk, put yourself between these walls, and you're like, easy. What even is this? But as you sort of squeak <laughs> forwards, you realize at the other end, you're like right at the bottom of these two things, close to falling off. Your arms are tired, especially from having done that rip wave. Your legs are shaking ever so slightly, and you just get to the other end, grip on and clamber up. Like when you're climbing um, a human fall flat, and you can't get like any vertical ascension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you just make it. You just make it. And I'm met with the final thing of all the of this. spinning wheel. No. What? That's what this says. Did you change no, something? No, you've done the spinning wheel. No, you've done the spinning wheel. <laughs> Not according to my note, but okay, yes, let's you, go. The spinning wheel was the big one that you gripped onto and span... span... I thought that was the log thing. No, the log traversal was earlier on, which you had to walk across the log. <laughs> I don't know. The last one is a second warped wall. If you remember, it's that little... You start on a little raised platform that curves down and then goes all up. Except the last one was nine feet tall. This one is ten feet tall. That's fucked up. That's mm -hmm. fucked up. And you can see the sort of finishing podium at the end, on, at the top of that. This is athletics uh, sprinting up a wall, effectively. <sighs> is there any cheerleading going on from the side? Uh, no, Cromwell is in a daydream. <laughs> Crom Cromwell walked into someone by accident, made a big cluttering noise. <laughs> Cal would be his saying, toe, uh, just sat down, massaging <laughs> his foot. <laughs> Cal would be saying, uh, uh, "You're doing, you're doing really well. Uh, no, don't overdo it though, because you don't want to hurt yourself before you even begin. So if you think you can do it, fine. But uh, you know, take it easy. Of course, I can do it. No, run at it." 19. Oh, yes. 19. You got practice from last time. You start with a good run. It's helping that you don't have gigantic boots on this time as well. Start with a good run and get a really good pace. You only just reach the top, though. You, like, just get your little thingy to be just on the end. Heave yourself up. Shaking. Clamber up. It's one of those ungraceful, like, swing your leg up and, like, roll over <laughs> to try and get over the lip. But... You make it to the top. You're standing uh, 10 feet off the ground. She's looking sitting. back across the entire... She's you're sitting, sitting 10 feet <laughs> off the ground, looking back across the entire of the, uh, the assault course. Obviously, you didn't do it all just now, but you have now done every single item of the uh, 16 obstacles that you can do. Do you want to know how many of them, as an average, you succeeded and failed? Yeah. 11. Oh, 11 of how many? 16. That's good! Exactly. You did hey, pretty well. Well done. That's pretty yeah. impressive, was that? Ah! 
Well, and I said, mind you, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> Fun fact as well, uh, the Warp War was the only thing last time that you did multiple attempts on and you failed it twice and succeeded once. So, bitching. Yeah, you it was also a different check back. last time. Yeah. Um, so how, no. how am I going to make that then? I did, I... It wasn't raw strength. I think I'm just going to get myself like a rope. How do I get down from here? There's a ladder. There's a ladder. Okay. Full, okay. oh, it'll be faster. <laughs> I'm going to take well, the ladder. It, is it, it's, I, I take it this, this is a, like it's one of those oars that's vertical to start with then turns into a curve. Yeah. So you could just slide down it. I don't, I don't trust it. Legs are shaky. Which would make ladder ladder difficult as well, but uh, yeah, I, I would have thought sliding <laughs> would be better actually. <laughs> I'm taking the ladder. You clamber down the ladder, um, and you'll you'll meet up again, having looked at all of this stuff. It's uh, it's a hefty hefty thing. So, are there any of them that the other guys, whilst you're standing here, just want to have a go out for the heck of it? Well, I was thinking that. I think I think what would be the easiest one? Would you say? The, so if I go run through them really quickly, you've got the tipping beams, the sort of seesawing beams, the ooze crawl, which you have to climb through the difficult ooze, the ring swing, which is just um, monkey monkey bars except on swinging rings, more tipping beams, a log traversal, which is balancing over a spinning log, the launch hang where you jump off a little uh, trampoline and grab onto a cargo net, you've got a warp wall, which is the thing that was just done, then you have to jump down from the warp wall, another ooze crawl, which, except this is the one that inverses the gravity, so everything feels upside down, the things where you have to jump from like 45 degree platforms, left, right, left, right. Swinging bars, which are basically trapeze bars, three of them. The spinning wheel, which you have to grip around the giant cylinder and then it spins down the, the little um, rails, uh, making you dizzy. And then the ones that we just did there, jumping across the balls, the grips, grip wave, and then um, climbing through those little spider waves. I think, it's, I mean, basically it sounds like it gets harder and harder as you go along. So I just get back it to varies those. up and down, but yes. Yeah. I think... Uh, Cal, we get back to the very first one, which is the tipping. So you get back to the very beginning of the tipping beam. Three beams, about six inches wide, ten feet long, each of them, and they are like seesaws. And uh, as you step onto the first one, it drops. It would drop down, and you have to sort of clamber up and down on these things. It's, it's not easy, but it's not too difficult. Just watch your so, footing. Yeah, I, I, I imagine I'm not going to make it, but I, I, I just like to sort of see what sort of what I'm getting myself into here. You know what I mean? Is this kind of a lot of give it a go, or I kind of a lot of strength gonna... in telling yourself that you're going to make it. I am yeah, going to do something, but not this same one. So okay. I'll let Mark go first, and then I'll do mine while he's. Righty ho, then. So you, so I, so I stand on here. Then do I? Then sort of go up there. Okay. So it's it's uh, acrobatics. Acrobatics. Well, that's good balance. because my acrobatics is better than my athletics. Uh, my athletics is minus one. <laughs> so. Acrobatics. First roll of the blue dice. You can see as as he's stepping up to it, Maisie, you're looking at him like, oh no. <laughs> like this this just this ain't oh, I don't know it's if this is gonna it. go well. Is it oh no or is it oh this is gonna be fun? <laughs> I mean depending <laughs> I guess on uh, on your uh, idea of fun. Here we go then. Uh K three. <laughs> okay. So you take a step onto the tipping beam, which is currently gradienting down away from you. And you've forgotten that the last time they did this, that one drops immediately. You have to fall with it. 
because it seesaws against you know, with your weight. And you've forgotten that it happens. So you step, and as you move your left foot for all of the weight, you just fall. <laughs> you didn't. You, you, it hits the base, and you just <laughs> straight off the side. Oh yeah! Ow! God, flip, flipping heck! I said, watch your footing. Oh. Yes, I, I did watch it. I watched it go straight off and fall in the... Okay, I want to try it again. Hang on, I'm going to try it again. Give it another oh, go. Oh, 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 Hang on, so let's get it ready this time. Let's try that again. Twelve. A twelve. It's not the steadiest, but you do manage to make it. You get on the first one, fall down. <laughs> balancing you really slow you can see your feet the entire way <laughs> shaking and just like it looks like multiple times you're gonna fall off you <laughs> but I can, I can imagine one of those things where you have your feet together you're sort of inching forward and like exactly. <laughs> and every time it like tilts whoa, over whoa, to the other side of the seesaw it's like <laughs> <laughs> but eventually eventually you make it across all three of these seesaws and uh it's it's a success it took you a little bit of time but it's a success you get to the other side Oh, okay, okay. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I don't think I've got much chance of doing the rest of them, though. What's the next one? Uh, the next one is the ooze crawl. So you're standing in front of a uh, three foot wide, ten foot long, and you've worked out from four about two foot deep, deep green syrupy oozing substance. Um, really sucks. Was really hard to walk through. So it's just basically uh, just push through, basically. With my minus one strength. Okay, I'm going to try that one. Mm -hmm. So is okay. this the strength? Uh, so I, I've changed that from from last time a little bit. This is now athletics. Athletics. That's better because strength minus one, but athletics is is minus one. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that it's. Uh... Okay. Before I go on, I'm going to stand at the side and look at it, mm -hmm. and see if I can see uh, anything which would help me to sort of get across easily. Like, is there a so Funnily Any indication enough, of a yeah? I was going to say, funnily enough, what you are now doing is what you would be seeing Cromwell doing at the other ooze crawl. I oh, right. So there's the two. Yeah. I'm we'll looking at it. Because I said, oh, strength is not my strength. But thinking is my strength. So uh, Not really. It's just like a little paddling pool, like well, a big paddling pool. Like, there are no bars, no grips. Uh, you technically could grab onto the side of it, but you haven't been told whether or not it would be within the rules to grab onto the side. You'd have to like bend down and do it. You could potentially crawl on all fours. Would that be, e be easier? No. I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> but there's not a lot of like cheating this way. Is this, is this the only water? thing you can think, the only this... thing you can think is if you, there's a tiny little platform, like two feet platform before, you could try and jump as far as you can and land and then you'd have less to do. I think that's a good idea. Is can I? So first of all, is this ooze water based? You don't know. Can I reach it with my face without get, actually, or do I have to jump in? Yeah, the whole thing's a little bit raised up, so you can. Charlie's gonna fucking suffocate himself in this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my face in and just tentatively see if I can, because I can breathe underwater. Okay, uh, you cannot breathe under this. Is, is no. your first? I, I thought not, but I just... uh, when you put your face in, it's a nice like cooling gel feel. Um, like a lot more liquidy than, than you'd expect from when it was stepped into, um, it, but it's yeah, it's it's like someone's put like a like a weird sort of gel. I'm on only going to put the very front of the face. You know, obviously not yeah, going yeah. to stick my it's 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 it sort of feels like um, it's not pleasant particularly. You cannot breathe in it. Mm. Um, you don't even know what it's made of. 
Okay. It's not that hard to get your, your face out of. Like, the, this sort of gravity increase doesn't seem to happen when you put your face in. So I'm thinking, you hop along using your head. Well I, was well, I wondered whether I can swim on the surface. Is what I'm thinking. Because I am a, a more happy and aquatic than... Uh, so I'm going to combine those two. So I'm going to... First of all, I'm going to step back a bit, run, and jump. And see okay. how far I can jump. So for the jump, I'll let you do... I mean, jumping is still athletics, but I guess it's technically a second role. Can which I gives you a high anything... sense of doing things. So... See if I can do any spell I can do, which might help me. Uh... So I don't think Cal would have been there, but I probably would have let you know once you were back with us that we were told as part of the rules of when we have to do this, magic would be uh, against against the rules. So this would count oh, as a standing. I've forgotten that. Yeah. standing long jump, which you can lay half of a number of feet up to your strength score. So half of your strength score. Half my strength score rather than my strength bonus. Yeah, so it would be four yeah. feet. Four feet, yeah. So you could jump four feet from standing. And this thing is ten foot worth of... That's a, a good point, actually. It's ten foot worth of... Uh, of, uh, of jumps. I'm just wondering about, like, uh, some somebody jumping somebody, straight across there. Somebody got lots of... But then again, if they didn't touch it at all, would that count? But they could jump in, like... Six inches from the end of the step out. So I'll, who, I'll jump. Who at this level is going to have a max score in strength, though? We don't know what level the other the NPCs are. <laughs> It'd be so kind of fucked up if the other students were like level eight, just hanging out <laughs> here. Samir's, Samir's like nemesis could be like a level twenty barbarian with a twenty-four strength. Why is he yeah, going yeah. to school? He's a god. I, also, he, I, also I, mis <laughs> I definitely misspoke. I definitely misspoke, and by misspoke, I mean you guys just completely misinterpreted. It's like fifteen feet long. <laughs> just in case. Okay, so I've jumped my four feet and gone splot. So you jump, and your feet both land in, and as you hit, nothing seems to be different. You just land in like a little bit of a little ripple of like jelly, like oozy syrupiness so cool. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and step forward and see how that goes you start lifting your foot and you're like oh my god three <laughs> times gravity is is if it is so it's uh -huh. it is so difficult to like get your foot into the next step so this is where you're gonna have to do the athletics role well actually at, at this point i'm not going to try and walk yet i'm going to, I'm going to investigate my surroundings okay so I, i'm going to uh, at this point i'm going to uh, lean down and put my hand down until it's not touching but just above the surface of the above the bottom of the gel so i'm leaning down putting my hand into the gel but not touching the ground below it okay and then i try and move my hand back as forwards your hand seems to swish back and forwards all right okay so now i'm going to touch the touch the floor mm -hmm. and then try and raise my hand that's fine it's it's it's, it's like a, a gel but it's not as difficult as your feet Okay, so now I'm going to kneel down. Okay. And then I'm going to stand up again, see if my knees are stuck, stuck to the floor. Your knees, uh, you kneel down as if you were kneeling down, you stand up again fairly simply. So now I'm going to kneel down, put my hands mm -hmm. on the floor, mm -hmm. and lift my feet off so my toes are above the surface. So I'm now on my hands and knees, but my feet are off the floor. 
Okay. So as you lift your feet, they are heavy to lift out, but eventually they squelch out of the water and you are on your hands and knees, which is a difficult position. It's an awkward to position to be in. I'm, doing, I'm experimenting with it. And then I'll try and hand, knees and hands forward. Crawl. The moment you try to crawl, it is extremely difficult to crawl uh, on your knees. Your knees just basically don't want to move as your feet didn't want to move previously. Your hands right. can move, all right. So you can kind of like try and drag yourself, but there's nothing to grip onto. Fine. particularly so my la last experiment and i don't even know if i can do this is i want to try and i'm going to i'm going to turn around so i'm facing back the way i came and then lean backwards and try and get my feet off so i'm like effectively on the surface like i'm swimming on the gel it's only about two feet deep on my back because i don't want my face in the try gym. to yeah like float in it sure yeah. that's my that's my plan is i'm going to try and get myself so my feet come, eventually come off the floor and I'll end up on my back on the gel, sort of. Yeah, you float. You don't float particularly well in it. You can. You're like getting pretty close to your face being submerged, unless you take a deep breath. Well, I will do because I'll be because I can hold my breath quite a long time, actually. You can anyway, breathe in the water. I don't know if you can hold your breath. I'm not sure. Anyway, carry on. We'll worry about that later. So you're just kind of floating there, yeah. And I, and I'll try and sort of swish my hands through the gel to move forwards. You swish, and you move as though it was a really thick syrup, so it, you're not moving very fast. You can kind of, like, push yourself through it, but you're not exactly saving speed no, or, but like, it, effort. I'm saving effort, but I'm not saving... Yeah, so... You're not really saving that much effort. It's still fairly difficult to swim through. It's like a syrup. Like, imagine yeah. trying to swim through, swim through syrup. Okay, so that's fine. So it can be done. Is it only the legs that are affected, though? The... It's whatever. It's the legs on around on my knee. I presume if I went in there, on my uh, I stood on my hands. My hands would be the same. They'd be stuck. I mean, I can't because I, I, I can't stand on my hands and fall over. But if I could, I kind of want to try. <laughs> so at this point, I'm going to get back, get back onto my feet again. Yep. You get up again. The good news of all of this is the ooze doesn't stick to any of your clothes or yourself, as has been confirmed before. Oh, so. That's good. So now I'm standing in, standing uh, up uh, on my uh, on my own two feet. Yeah. I'm going to try and move forwards. And so I'm, what I'm trying to work out is whether it's going to be possible for me to actually make it walking, or even though it's slow, if it's going to be better for me to swim on the surface. Okay. Because well, I'm roll, roll your athletics then. Athletics, yeah. That is an eight. You. It, it, it is an extremely difficult uh, feat to try and walk through. You um, you feel as though you could make it, but it would take you from for like the fifteen feet. Having jumped those four, you reckon you'd be walking for like five to ten minutes, squelching through. And as you got further and further, you go slower and slower. So You're not convinced like swimming would be much faster because you'd still be going like the whole time so it's up to you what really. about if i use something like uh something flat like a, a book or a, a plank or something to sort of basically something on my hands to sort of swim with like a paddle that sort of thing but i think you're more like a flat glove on not a paddle because i can't use that so i'm lying on my back i would be on my back have I got anything out there? Sort of Whilst you're thinking about that, Cromwell, what are you analysing for your ooze pool? I've got my shield. I've used my shield. Your no. purple ooze pool. Ooh, you don't have your shield. I, 
So at first I would just be kind of in, inspecting it, taking a, a look at it. Basically what I'm trying to determine is, is this an enchanted substance or is this a domesticated ooze? Give, give me a uh, arcane roll. Arcana. Arcana. Cool. As I am doing that, as I'm doing the physical inspection, uh, I would also like to, as a, another measure, um, attempt to contact it with telepathic speech. So if okay. it's a if it's a creature, I can form the connection. It's just whether or not we speak, understand languages. Uh, if it is a creature, uh, not a good roll. Uh, that's a two on the dice, so only a six. A six. From investigation, just looking at it, you're like, I don't know how I tell the difference. <laughs> is, is the basic thing of it. Like, it's magical, but you don't know, like like you say, is it a magical substance, like an enchanted substance, or is it something that is naturally magical? You actually don't know what the identifiers of a slime are, well, or an ooze with, are. Well, with without touching it, it is, it is flat and unmoving. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Um, the... Telepathic connection does not connect. Okay, cool. That tells me everything I need to know in terms of that then. So the last thing I'll do before making my way back to Cal, who has just started swimming backwards uh, <laughs> through his one, <laughs> is I'm going to press to digitate a, uh, a small goblet in my hand mm -hmm. and attempt to separate some in the goblet. Sure. So you, you take like a cup of it mm -hmm. and move away. And as you step within, like, sort of four to five feet away, it does, like, a, a bit of a glow and does, like, a some some idea of, a, like, a short-range teleportation to just sort of, like, okay. back to its original location. Cool. That tells me everything I need to know. And I'll head back as Kyle's like, my shields! <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Maisie's like, what are you, what is going on? She's looking at it going... Should I try handstanding, handstand walking my way through this? Is she gonna? I think she's gonna stand at the edge of it and like try to take one step doing a handstand walk. Well, give me an acrobatics check. Sure. Eleven. Eleven. You get up into a handstand, but the moment you start trying to move, you just immediately fall over so you don't actually get any idea of whether or not it was hard to move or if you just failed at doing a handstand fair um so what else could we go I mean you can't even <laughs> just staring at this I just look at Cal still stuck in the pool Alex question what is the Obstacle before the ooze. Which one? Ooze one or ooze two? The first one. It was a seesaw. It's the tipping beams. What? <laughs> um, are you thinking about <laughs> launching <laughs> somebody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how practical that might be. Uh, well, it probably that, worked that pretty is, well with Cromwell. <laughs> that's, it's still an unanswered question. We were told we can't use magic to complete the course, but we haven't been told that we can't use, like, use tools physics. or teamwork. I, I still think that if I just go in, like, a backpack and Samir takes me through the course, that's our best bet of slowing Samir down a little bit, but massively speeding up my time. They're saying you don't want to be launched. 
I don't want to be launched, no. I think my mm. favorite part of you guys as a D&D group is at no point we were like, oh, let's just wait until we can ask a professor. Like, we will well, work everything that, out. <laughs> that, that, is, that is my plan. That's why I haven't actually, like, tried any of these. Listen, <laughs> we have all been to school. We know that uh, teachers like when students take the initiative first. Sorry. Besides which, I uh, always think that... Uh, the more you know, the more intelligent question you can ask. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> Does, do any of you want to try any of the other obstacles before? Good. No, this, I know. imagine by this time, Carl's get feeling pretty tired, so he's going to he probably just been splashing around in a paddling pool for ten yeah, minutes. He's going to going to work, work his way to the edge and get out. Not the not length, but it's just sideways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tired, but mostly you know, feeling like you've succeeded. Have you got some uh, useful you step away. No, yes. And uh, where are you going back to accommodation? Back to back to where? Where to what? Back to who? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, this is—is is this the Friday? You're on Thursday, I still believe. We're on Thursday. Oh, we were um, Friday no. at noon. Was it Friday at noon? I thought it was I Thursday. I don't think any of us were bothering with the thing of changing classes, were we? Correct. No. I'm pretty sure it's Thursday because Wednesday night was when you did the rap battle. What Thursday morning you um <laughs> Yeah, I heard <laughs> rap. <laughs> rap battle. It's like I don't I don't remember that at all. <laughs> um, Thursday morning was when you went and got healed and then got a call and spoke to the Dean and then came back and then went over to the Okay. Of course I'm pretty sure. Uh in that case, I mean, we've got no, we've we've got no other events today. Um, is there anything either of you want to do? Not really, no. No, I, I think uh, I think I'm okay actually. In the moment, I just like to say, well done, Maisie, for actually doing all that. I was really impressed. Thank you. Okay. Well, well done. Shall we? Shall we just head home then? Rest yeah, up. Yeah, I've got nothing else I particularly want to do. And then, if no one's going to the um, to the course confirmation, change your course thing tomorrow, we can just have a lion, which I don't actually think we've had so far. Yeah, a what? Sorry. A lion. A lion. A lion. Like, a lion. Yeah, where you you just stay in bed for longer. You don't wake up as early. Well, yeah. For. for uh, I never relaxation. That's not something I've ever. I've ever done it, I don't think. I don't, but surely that would use up some of the day, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, but you're allotting the time for relaxing, which is also a worthwhile use of time. Oh, that's interesting thought. Back, back home, I mean, I mean, we're getting up quite late here, really. We're not getting up till sort of half past seven sometimes. Alex, remind me. Um, <laughs> uh, Professor <laughs> Quinn Gernthal said to come visit her but did she say to do that during the semester she said that her office hours will be open when the semester starts yes. okay so, yeah next week yeah 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 because there would be one at 4 p.m today if not so you're going back to the uh go back to the uh back to the so old... you wander on back and as you're heading that direction and uh, neva turns to the three of you and says uh, actually um i, I i'm just gonna go uh, over to uh, the, uh, the, 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 the students sort of area, uh, cause I know that the, 
Strangeling Society is at least pseudo meeting there. Um, I was looking into a little bit and I wanted to talk to some of them and possibly some of the others. I was going to go chat with them first. So I, I'll, I'll meet you all back later. Okay. I'm sure it'll be nothing, you know. Mm. And, uh, well, if I doubt, if anything you find, that I sounds like I'm quite interested in the uh, Strangeling Society as well, but I'm a bit tired at the moment after all that. So, uh... Oh, Cal, why don't, why don't you go with me? Yeah, then? why don't you go ahead? <laughs> Well, I would, but to be honest, <laughs> I could really do the rest of my legs at the moment. <laughs> that was quite hard, that gel thing. Once, once she has left, I'll turn to Maze and say, so how long has Needle been working on her costume? That's true. That's what the Strangeling Society, that was the thing where they all dress up as their favourite Strangelings, right? Yeah, I don't know. She thinks that part of it's like nerd shit or something. I think she just wants to go and talk about the Strangelings, probably. I'm quite interested as well, but not now. <laughs> not now. Which strange thing would you dress up as? Me? Yeah. Well, I imagine it would be kind of weird for you to dress up as the guy you're related to. Well, yeah, it would be rather. I don't think I could. I don't think I could bring myself to do that. Jesus Christ! I don't know why. I'm really thought about it. Uh. Well, there was a strange thing later on. Who was blue? Uh, he's, uh, he's, what was his name now? He had wings and things. Uh... I haven't read very much of my strange thing book. I can't think of his name now. But uh, yeah, there, there was one joined later on who was, uh, who's got blue skin and he had uh, wings. Damn, I can't think. Um, so I could maybe dress up as him. I'd have to look it up though. I was, I've really only looked at the early days of the strange things. I don't think any of them were pink. But I suppose the humans probably were. Well, not like this bubble gum pink. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of dressing up, isn't it? You just One of them did have their hair on fire, though, right? That's true, actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you attempting to set your hair on fire again? <laughs> you, get a, you get a couple like, sparks coming out, no fire. There's like, some embers, so, you know, the, the floating embers. Yeah, yeah. Those. The strain of hair goes... <laughs> like like a little yeah, bomb fuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, it's not entirely hundred percent, but I tell you, what, it's better than I can manage. So that's that's pretty good. So I'll play again. Then. I I can just I can just set your hair on fire for you if you'd like. That like, just seems no. like the easiest way to. I feel like actual well, fire may hurt it. Or you, you can't set my hair on fire. I can't. No. It's I'm pretty sure hair. anyone's hair can be set on fire. Yeah, I have money here. Do you have eyebrows? Nope. Oh, you're totally bald. Okay. Yeah. In that case, if you grew some hair, then we could set it on fire. Well, that's true. Yes. It's not a point that's been mentioned, but his um, Kale's skin would be like a different kind of skin. It's more. It's closer to like whale skin, not like as like as rubbery, but it's closer to that kind of a texture than it is to normal skin texture. Does Kale smell like tuna? No. <laughs> <laughs> Out of game question. <laughs> you know, unless I, you press the digitator. Well, when, when I was setting the character up, I didn't actually get as far as what does Kelly smell like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you never thought of that detail? Honestly. Candy floss. It smells of candy floss. So, you get back to the dorm room uh, and step in. Um, and. Uh, I would just check that, that no, no shit has been left on our door. Not that you can tell, no. Cool. Looks like... There's no shit, but there is piss. 
<laughs> no, um, as you walk inside, Carly, I reckon you'd be the first to notice that sitting on your little coffee table around your little sofa socially area... It's a rat! Sorry. <laughs> it's an envelope. Oh, okay. Got confused for a second. The envelope is sitting? Like Yeah, like a little man. Like a reclining. Reclining, yes. Yeah, so I have many sure. objections to you not... Like, to you not saying that people use the word sitting for objects <laughs> on a table, like, every single day. <laughs> I, I don't say it every single day. Yeah, but it's, people in general. People is, in general. Reclining on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so casually reclining on the sofa, there's a letter. So I um... just want to remind you, I do have the power to make the room explode and all of the characters die. <laughs> That's fair. On a regular basis. Right. See you uh, next so... week. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and, then that, today, get and, the then, and then that will explode as well. Uh, we're making <laughs> we're making campaigns like we're playing battleships right now. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta stop. You sent my campaign, uh, right? <laughs> Every day, there's an envelope. In the anyone, who, anyone who takes the luck feat, you sent my campaign. <laughs> Are people uh, right, able to so just I... walk into our plot and well, leave I'll envelopes on our table? Hey, look, there's an envelope over here, and on the outside it says. Well, the paper of the envelope itself is, is a very high quality. Um, you'd be used to seeing, in fact, uh, the one who's most used to seeing it would probably be Maisie. You'd be used to seeing these like high quality envelope style things, but there's no address on the front. Um, and there is only one feature like of the entire thing, which is a wax seal, uh, which is sort of keeping it shut. And what does the wax seal look like? The wax seal is a very fancy like sigil of no. a shield uh, with fancy ribbons uh, above and below and the letter F in the center. Fuck! No. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody recognize this seal? Do I recognize that seal? Uh, no, is it, is it going, ar, ar, ar. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah, is the game Simon's today, huh? Here. I know Simon's not here, but you do not have to fill in. <laughs> so F. F. No, none of you recognize. Team F. Who starts with F? Well, it wouldn't be him. Uh, we could probably find out by opening it. Yeah, it's probably signed. Yeah, okay, well, okay. I'm slightly it's... suspicious, but okay. I'll, I'll, open the, I'll open the envelope up. It explodes. It was electrocuted. Um, <laughs> you open up the envelope and inside... Is very... Sorry, before I open it, I'm checking it's not the electrified. <laughs> so you're saying it's an electric seal. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in a magical world, there could be like an abjurative seal on it that explodes. Yeah. That That's a spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a glyphal on it. You open up the envelope and inside is a very fine piece of card. Uh, so it's not like a folded letter. It's just a piece of card, the same shape, uh, same sort of dimensions as the envelope. Like a $20 um, which does piece have a of note on it. paper. <laughs> Come down. To, um, and it says on it, and of course, Carly, you can read this out as you read it. Funk that. <clears throat> okay, it says, uh, to whom it may concern. I have been informed through a mutual friend of mine that you are both keen for employment and fairly competent at dealing with business. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Therefore, I humbly, humbly request use of your services to investigate a problem I seem to have incurred. <gasps> Please meet me in the mystery shack 1F Zybra Mall as soon as is convenient for you. Sincerely, Dr. Zegith Feltrin. Zegith Feltrin? Does anyone know Zegith Feltrin? Nope. Sounds, sounds kind of kooky. Mm. The name Zegith is, seems to ring a bell, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Uh, well, we've probably seen it before, because 
No, I think we've seen it before because the Mystery Shack is the, the magic item shop that I've been waiting for it to oh. open up. So we've probably yeah. seen it on a sign there. Yeah, yeah. That could be. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Shall we... Uh, I tell you what. Let's have a nice uh, cup of coffee or something and then we'll head over there. Are you saying that you would like to take a short rest before we do anything? <laughs> I, don't, uh, no, I don't actually need a short rest. Uh, <laughs> but I do need a short rest in my legs to tie. So... So, you so make yourself rest. some coffee, have a little sit down, maybe uh, analyze the um, the assault course, some theories, some thoughts, uh, and eventually have to find you. So my my theory is, I can't do it. I, I, I like to think, and I, you may correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but I, I feel like I feel like Cromwell is like a hot Rabina kind of person. What? Um. No, actually, Cromwell would be relatively similar to me in that uh, they would not really drink any hot drinks very much. Okay. Cold Rabina. Probably just have water. Please explain to the non British folk. Uh, Rabina is. I'm, like I'm, I'm a, I know a, a Rabina, but I don't know a hot Rabina person. So, berry squash, basically. Blackberry. Uh, Blackberry. Um, and it's a fairly common thing for people it, people to make, you know, their, their, their squash and then heat it. And squash might be too, again too British. It's it's a it's basically Ribena is a brand of a fruit-based uh, berry syrup that you add water to and to dilute it, and that makes a drink. So, I actually I don't know. Do you have orange squash? That sort of thing in America? There is. I've had I've had it before. Uh, I got it in like a squeezy bottle when I was at uh, a camp, um, but it's not super common. So yeah, it's it's basically a very concentrated. Syrup, for, back, for back, lack of a better word, you add water to. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very, it's, but people drink it hot. I think it's disgusting, but there you go. Yeah, anyway. yeah that sounds awful to have hot. Yeah. Um, I've had it hot before, but it, as a sort of winter, if it's winter and it's freezing cold on your. It's the same idea as when well, you're young. When you're young and you can't drink teas and coffees, I've had it then when I was. Anyway. Once you've drunk all, all of your, your stuff, you, hot right of <laughs> you walk out. Are you, are you going straight to uh, the mall? I think so, yeah. Stuff? We'll head over to... Uh... May as well. Sure, so you walk over to the mall. The suns are getting fairly low in the sky as you reach the later uh, late afternoon. Um, but there's still, you know, a good amount of light, a fair amount of people. Uh, you're getting to that point of, like, end of day for people working. So there's there's a few people around, some guys. I'm, I'm going to be taking with me my my uh, my armor and, and, and... Okay. In a bag? In a bag or something or a backpack. I'm not going to wear it because that would be silly. But I'm not. But I'm going to take it because I, I I've learned my lesson with the rats with the pointy teeth. So I'm, so in my and, backpack uh, I'm going to have my 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 armor my shield. Macy's armor is just a thick leather jacket. Oh. <laughs> just wear it. Yeah. So you get over to the mall, and as you approach the front of the mystery shack, you can see that it looks very much the same as it has done the last few times you've been there. The front is boarded up, covering up the smashed windows and broken features of the shop. Uh, all except the front door, the boards on the front door have been moved in such a way that the door can now be opened. Uh, evidently, somebody has been coming in and out of this, um, but not made an attempt to sort of reopen the front yet. Can I just reiterate, it's a little weird that that letter was sitting inside of our room? On the table, rather than like slid under the door or something. I, like I, I was going to ask you about that when we when we chat with this, yeah. uh, this Doctor Feltrin. So yeah, uh, we could figure we should we could ask. approach cautiously. 
Yeah, well, I mean, let's ask him for some money to keep it hushed that he broke into our flat first. Um, well, I was thinking, actually, he might need some help, but let's see what he has to say first, you know? And he's probably quite nice, most people are. So I'm going to walk up to the door and knock on the, uh, the wooden slats across the door. And As you walked to the door, you can see that it's already slightly open. There's no lock or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go in there. I'm just going to knock on it. There is no response to the knock. And then I shall shout, hello, anybody there? No response to the, uh, to the call. I shall push the door open, but not step inside yet. The door is stiff. <laughs> Uh, as you can tell, that it's not quite sitting on its hinges correctly, uh, but it, it 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 opens up perfectly fine. You can see it, inside the shop. It turns out Cal is uh, an old-fashioned vampire and can't step over a threshold unless <laughs> invited in personally. <laughs> How did you know? Um, you can see the inside. The inside tells quite the story. You can tell that it used to be a very fine establishment, uh, taking the aesthetics of a very fancy study room of a, like a mansion with bookcases, deep wooden shelves, you know, a large fireplace and seats to match. Um, and the center of the room, you can see, would probably have had display stands, shelving units, uh, probably showing off a load of like fancy merchandise and things like that. But it is not still uh, in this pristine and posh state. Um, it's broken. It's disheveled. These shelves and stands are knocked over. They're thrown around, broken. Um, and it's like, it seems as though somebody or something came in here and just ransacked the place. You can't see any merchandise, a lot of splintered wood, broken this, broken that, just all sorts of uh, smashed. Um, and other than that, is it is a uh, empty room. There is another door, the other side of the shop from where you are. And obviously there used to be like a uh, a cash, cashier's desk of some kind there as well, but again, it's all kind of broken up. Is the other door closed? Yes. Hello? Is anybody there? I'll just walk in and then knock on the other door. <laughs> as you walk in, walk across, so it's quite a lot, like quite a long room as you walk across. I don't know if the others you follow. Um, almost kind of in sync with you, the door at the other end opens and uh, a figure does walk through. Whether they heard you calling or whether they were just waiting for a grand entrance, who knows. But uh, it's quite a, quite a, quite a, quite a, I guess expected sight for how this place would have looked, but not necessarily one you would have uh, uh, thought of. You see about an average height um, figure, maybe about five foot six kind of a height, but standing very tall and proud, almost giving this illusion of being taller than anyone else in the room, even though he may not be. He's got this deep purple gray skin, uh, which you recognize of a dark elf, uh, which is a very rare sight in Veluna, and has this neat parted hair, you know, black and white, presumably like aging, sort of whitening hair, purple eyes, one of which is home to a golden monocle, and this fabulous curled mustache of the same black and white uh, as, as his main hair. This mustache is almost perfect, apart from a slight imperfection on the right side across the lip. Uh, which is evidently caused by a recently scarred tissue. He's wearing this lovely cream white three-piece suit with a black shirt and this white, uh, sorry, uh, red neckerchief tie type thing. Um, and is putting most of his weight, especially as he, as he walks over, on a very intric intricately made walking stick with like dark woods and golds. And as usual, of course, I have an image to, to go along with my descriptions. 
I like the tash. As you both walk across the room, he looks at you with a stern face, with a, a light touch of curiosity, and says, I presume I would be correct to say you are the students to which I sent my letter. Yes, that's right. Yes, uh, uh, thank you very much. I, I, uh, if you only sent one, that's us. Yeah. More than that, uh, we're some of them. I, I presume you're Dr. Felton. In the flesh. Uh, before we start, I just wondered, how did you manage to get the letter inside our room? Ah, my dear boy, magic. Teleportation. I would have thought someone going to the university would be more than aware of the uh, intricacies of magic in this world, but evidently not. That's kind of uh, why. Well, that's kind of why we're there. Um, I'm there learning every day. Yeah. Hmm. Would it be common knowledge that teleportation over more than like thirty feet is not? It's highly invasive and can just go wherever <laughs> the f- they want. <laughs> With, with something like this, you're not sure how, like, it goes in the rules, but, like, a small item being teleported, like, mail, it's difficult to do, um, but not necessarily, like, illegal. Like, teleporting a person, you would be aware that you're not allowed to do that. You may not know why, but you know that you're not allowed to do that. A little letter, you don't know. Okay. Very interesting, yes. Okay, okay, fair enough, then. Well, you said in your letter you had a problem that we might be able to help you with. Well, yes. What What is the job, sir? As you can see, I very recently came into some trouble. Some hooligans decided that they would like to be the new owners of my merchandise without having to spend a penny. I'm sure it goes without saying that this is not something that I was a great fan of. It is a good job that I do not, in fact, leave my merchandise in easily accessible areas at nighttime, so these thugs were not able to get away with anything more than some petty cash from the register and a few common items from the shelves. But these items are not the reason I called you here. No, no. The reason I called you here is because of how they managed to steal these insignificant items. You see, my friends, I have a very high-tech and sophisticated magical security system that the average plebeian would not be able to break through, which means those who broke in were either extremely clever or extremely well-funded, and I'm guessing the latter. So, I would like to employ you to discover for me who is behind this nefarious action and bring this information back to myself. I will pay, I will pay fifty gold for the information and an, addi- an additional ten gold for every name you can give me. I will be affirming this information within a circle of truth. Is this acceptable? Sounds perfectly reasonable to me. Sorry, when you say you'll be affirming it in a circle of truth, so we will have to be telling you the truth when we're stood in it, or you will be checking the information that we've given you is false using something called a circle of truth. So, like, if we get given the wrong information, how how does that work? Well, all I am trying to avoid here is you step away for 24 hours, come back with some random names, and give me false information. Oh, that would be clever. So, as long as we believe it to be true, like, we say, oh, we were told it was this name, that is. Yes, with a story alongside the name, I will be happy. Cool. Yes, okay. um, Do you have a starting point? Like, where have the police or the guards, uh, like, left it? Well, I will initially be leaving this shop in your presumably capable hands, because nobody else has looked over it yet, not even the guards, as I do not trust them, and I knew that I would be employing someone of my own choosing in the near future. 
I so, do have some very important and dull paperwork to be filling in. <laughs> so unless you have other questions, I'll be moving on to do this, and you can start your investigations here. Uh, before we do start, do you have any ideas yourself? Have you been anybody hanging around? Anybody you've had an argument with? Anybody like that? If I had some idea, I would have told you or would be investigating this matter personally. So uh, just out of the blue then. I... I would like to ask before we get started, because I, I think looking around, we're all uh, happy to accept the job. Is that right, gang? Oh, yes, absolutely. Macy? Sure. Okay. Um, just wondering if uh, we could negotiate on the um, on the reward uh, rather than 50 gold. And w was that in total or per person? I don't think he 50 said. 50 gold in total, which I in think total. you'll find is... Already a very large sum, and I will correct you on your terminology of a reward. I am not rewarding you for information. I am paying you to pay, do it not. Yeah. Uh, how would you feel about 30 gold and an ongoing uh, sponsorship or um, discount once you're back up and running on your magical wares? As uh, I mean, you can ask next door. I, I was pretty keen to, to come in here and and take a look around. I was very uh, saddened to hear of your misfortune. At next door in the perfume shop, I didn't go. I uh, didn't go on the other side. You bring up an intriguing offer. You, you do but happen I'm... to be looking at uh, the premiere. We were the first team on this year's uh, Arlist and Ben Fayal. so we could, you know, get some jerseys advertising your your establishment. Uh, in return for, you know, an ongoing, bene mutually beneficial relationship. I have entirely no idea what you are talking about. Uh, it's like a big competition at the university. Um... Though your offer is intriguing, I am not one for one job being enough for employment, but if you do a good job here, I will give you this 50 gold and consider you in the future for anything that is needed. If we do manage to develop a good relationship... Maybe there is a sponsorship in the future for your competition or whatever it is. That's very That sounds good to me. Um, so then, to begin, you said you got some paperwork. Uh, did you get anything in recently, just before you start that, that in particular, obviously you have many exciting and magical artifacts, I'm sure. But is there anything new in that might have garnered someone's attention that they want to get? Can I quickly I... vibe check this man with an insight check? Do it. I'm not looking for anything in, in particular. I just want to see if like, there's some weird stuff that um, yeah, we don't know that. Yeah. we'll be picking up on. That's a, that's a natural 20. It's a natural 20, just when it's needed. Um, you, you it's get it's feeling, an insurance job, straight up. <laughs> you get the feeling that uh, everything that's been set up to this point is fairly on the up and up. He's a businessman. Uh, nothing is like being particularly hidden. Not everything's being said, but nothing's being hidden, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so you don't get the feeling like there's there's like a bad vibe coming from this and like you're being tricked and you're going to get, you know, murdered around the corner. He's just very careful with the information that he's sharing. Exactly, yeah. It's very much the kind of, like, if you don't need to know that information, why would I tell you that information? Mm. You know, you only need to know a few things, and that's what you will find. Uh, in answer to, to Cromwell's question, um, he says, 
nothing that I can think of. I do bring in uh, many a uh, expensive and um, rare item. It is entirely possible that people being aware of this thought that I would keep them in the shop foolishly, but I do not think anything that I have acquired recently is overly special. Okay. And then if you could just give us a, an itemized list of the things that were missing and the amount of money that was taken, that would be great. I'm not worried about the things that were missing. The cash missing was around 10 gold. Just that left overnight in the cash till. The items missing, some soap, some sealing wax, some uh, uh, rods, as, as in wands, minor things. Everything that would be worth stealing was kept... Uh, separately in a vault, as I do every single night. Okay. Um, could you walk us through the security system so that we know what it is that they've bypassed? It is an overly complex and extremely privatized personal system. This is not information I will be giving out. Yeah. Oh. That, that might make things difficult. Uh... <laughs> I, do not, I do not necessarily mind the particulars of how they got through. I would be more interested in who it was that did it. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, do you mind if we, we take a look around then and we'll let you get on with your... You are more than welcome. I will leave you to it. The door will be open as there is nothing worth stealing in here anyway. And I will meet you at some point in the future, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, if a customer comes in and they want to know what's up, what do you want us to tell them? I have a feeling there will not be customers walking in. If a customer walks in and sees the state of this place and then still presumes that we are selling, I think they have larger problems. <laughs> okay. yes, that's a very fair point. So uh, he gives you a nod, or, or through a little, uh, you know, gentlemanly nod, and then walks past you out that uh, front door. You can see, again, he's putting a lot of weight on this walking stick uh like his right leg is is damaged in some way you're not sure how um but he goes out the front door and just wanders off and you're left in this wreckage of a room and i'm gonna start off by uh doing an investigation to see if i can find any clues okay run an investigation you can all run an investigation you can do assistance to give someone else advantage it's whatever you want i'll, I'll do one myself um, I want to do just like a general perception around the room sure. for oddities. Sure. 18 for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's 17. Mm-hmm. 24. 24. Very In cool. terms of oddities, nothing seems out of the norm. I mean, it's a very fancy shop, you can tell. But nothing uh, seems particularly odd. You get the feeling, just from looking around, that someone bashed in the front door and then walked around wrecking things and seeing what they can. Um, with the investigations, as you look a little bit more particularly, there's not a lot as you search under things, over things. Um, and oh, anything that obviously could be taken and wasn't bolted down kind of was taken. Um, but you do find, interestingly, a can of Coke. <laughs> um, <laughs> you do find interesting uh, in three different locations around the room uh, you probably because you, you've all got high rolls you probably all find them at very similar times and then all turn around to show each other and realize that you've all found one at the same time 
embedded into the wall in three different locations is a sort of a coin-sized metal device um, which has been like forced into the wall like with high impact as in like the stone of the wall has been cracked for it to go in like it was shot in rather than like someone pushed it in unless they were extremely strong um, this device has a little, an odd pattern in the front kind of like a circuit board-esque um, shape with a couple of blinking lights and you can pull it out fairly once you jiggle around and the rocks loosen up a little bit you can pull it out and you can see on the other side are just like three pointed prongs that are obviously made to sort of dig into whatever surface it uh, attaches to what's interesting in this okay. how are they placed around the room um they're fairly it, it seems to make an equilateral triangle when you really look at where you were standing as much as is possible with the dimensions of the room can I can I get any anything um, on it if I did like an arcana or a history on it? Uh, you could do an arcana uh, or an investigation. Arcana is going to focus more towards magic. Investigation is going to focus towards more, more more towards mechanics. I would do an investigation then. I will assist you. Oh, natural do, one. Do it with advantage. You got an assistance with advantage. Oh, good. That's good because I first say I can't do worse than natural one. You start to investigate it, and then Cromwell says, comes over and says, you're actually looking at a gold coin right now. And you go, oh, yes, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got the wrong bloody hand, haven't you? Oh, dear. So, in fact, in fact, what I thought was going to be that drawn turns out to be a 21. A 21? It is yeah. uh, amazing. I suppose you're coming into the same investigation. You're doing Thank your you for the assist. Just, that was very, yeah, very yeah, good yeah. timing. So as you all come together and seem to sort of break this natural triangle, you can see that the lights on it start to fade and eventually just go dark as if it's just lost power. Uh, and the second that they go dark, what is left of like the lights in the room, electric lights in the room, seems to sort of flicker on. Some of them are still flickering, some of them are broken and eventually don't come on, but the lights that are able to work do come on. Your investigation to the device, uh, the only extra thing that you didn't really notice initially is there's an etching on the back that looks like a, a very small signature, which has been uh, like etched in, so very specifically put in um, like, a, like a maker, with a little symbol next to it that is a key crossing with a dagger in an X shape. Okay, that's interesting. I noticed how the lights just came back on again, so these things were not been dampening the... Uh, dampening the light. Maybe it was dampening the magic. Maybe that's how they managed to stop the security working possibly uh maybe but they would still have had to have gotten in yeah so it doesn't thinking. seem like it would be a great security system if you can just break a window and then come in and dampen magic unless it's magic on like the shelves but so we don't know i'm going to go and stand where one of the places where one of them is stuck in the wall and mm -hmm. sort of look back in the direction it would have come from give me a another investigation i know we're running a lot of investigations yeah, but... that's fine we're investigating. That's another 16. That's 21. 21. So you look at the hole in the wall, you sort of put it up to it to sort of try and work out the um, trajectory, as it would be. And best you can tell, it came from the front of the store. Um, you can't really tell what, like, if it came through the window, there's no, like, window hole because the windows are like smashed like boarded up and smashed so you know you wouldn't tell but like it looks like it came from the front of the shop and you can confirm a similar kind of story from the other other two as well like somebody externally launched this into the shop from the front whether they were standing in the shop or out of the shop you don't know okay so somebody fired these things somehow don't know how, because as you, uh, as you say, 
unless the security system wasn't active at the time. So he f somebody fired these things in, and that dampened down the system, and they were able to again get in and and take all this stuff. Unless they put them in the walls okay. from inside, and then and the, the Yoda didn't realize they were there. Do we recognize? Does anyone recognize this symbol? I, I don't think I've seen it before. No, I don't recognize it. Do I, do I recognize, do I recognize it? it? Uh, you're all welcome to do a. Ooh, what would be best? I guess. History? Yeah. It's a history. It's a history. Come on, come on. Oh, natural one. 18. I don't know how or why Macy would know this, but in 18. No, it's a, I, I know I, what this is. I recognize it. This is the uh, symbol of that pub we passed the way here. Uh, I, got, I, I ended up getting the highest roll with the 20. <laughs> after saying it. <laughs> 20 and the 18. Um, well, the first off, no, you don't recognize it. But uh, with the signature and the um, the sigil next to it, the information you can pretty much garner is it's probably uh, a maker's mark. Uh, and the sigil would be from you know a shop probably further into Veiluna. Uh, I'll give you an inverse of instead of what it is, what it isn't. It isn't anything from within the mall or anything that you've seen within this area of Veiluna. Uh, so that being... Uh, if I go back, let's just open up my, my map. Not within like Old Imgim or New Zabra, like Zabra Mall. Like neither of those would probably be further away but you don't know where exactly hmm. okay well these things well, have got to be manufactured somewhere right so it seems to me we should talk to someone who makes things to see if they would have an idea of what's needed for it or where it might have come from so I would do that. why don't we go speak to our friendly blacksmith friend in um professor etch's shop well, that's worth a try, isn't it? I mean, it's either him or I don't know who else makes this kind of stuff. So I've, I've forgotten his. I've forgotten his name. Was it like Tim or something? Anton, Tony, I believe. Anton. Anton. <laughs> <clears throat> no one blacksmith like Anton. <clears throat> uh, I just realised I haven't made any notes so far. So whoever broke in, it's kind of stupid. They didn't even bother to like remove oh, yeah. the, the branding. I don't understand. And also, why did they bother taking all that stuff, which is just worthless? I can understand them breaking in and going, oh dear, the stuff is near, but... That's what I've been trying to figure stuff? out. And the only solution I've come up with is that they were testing the system for something bigger later on. I think you were right first time. I think they were stupid. The, uh, Mr. Zegit said uh, that he thinks it was someone who was funded by someone with a lot of money. So you find some random like street-level criminal give them lots of money and equipment and tell them, oh, I want you to go rob this thing. And then when they can't find it, they just take whatever they can and then leave without taking this stuff with them or even really realizing that it has something on it that could be potentially traced. Well, true. I would imagine they were probably told, go into the shop and get whatever you can find. So they did. Yeah. Is it a setup then? Uh, I don't think a, a setup no. more that the person who has actually done the robbing is a full guy for the person who told them to do the robbing. And because they're notes, carry on. But why would they just have them steal inconsequential stuff? No, they did. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They, they didn't. So they told them to come here and steal consequential mm. stuff. 
but when it wasn't here because they're just like a, a random like thug they took whatever was just around that they could take and then left without taking any of this stuff with them because they're mm. not like the mastermind i imagine they were told to just go in the shop and take everything <clears throat> so they came in the shop and took everything which as it turns out was like soap and nothing useful but they didn't know that because they didn't really know what they were trying to find Hmm. Let's find. Think about it this way, Maisie. You know, you were uh, theorizing what a fun trip you might have to the vault, right? If the thing that you were looking for, if you were looking for something specific there, wasn't there, and you were not very happy about that, then you might just take whatever was there. What's the point in that? Uh, just, I don't know. Yeah, you, you, it's I guess sunk cost. You, you've already broken in and expended the energy. You might as well see if you that's, can get something. For that's ninety percent of the fun is getting past the challenge. Someone might be doing it for their livelihood and not for fun, though. Well, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just that they didn't realise what there was they were trying to take, and uh, so they just took whatever they could, and they've gone back to whoever sent them, who's now going, "Why the bloody hell did you bought me a load of soap?" But anyway, the point is, we need to find out where this came from. So if it's, if it's a maker's mark, let's go and talk to uh, Professor Etch or, oh. uh, or what's his name and see if he can... No, we need to go back to that liquor store if it's a maker's mark. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very nice one. <laughs> so... Uh, to Anton! <laughs> to Anton's! You walk across the mall to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, inside you can see Anton cleaning rather than building evidently coming to the end of the day uh, just like clearing off some stuff clearing up all the, the muck and, and, and stuff and as you walk in uh, he sees you um, you alright? how are you? Again? nice to see you nice to see you are you, are you able to see um, uh, Professor uh, 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 Professor uh, he's not in <laughs> <laughs> It's actually, yes, yeah. Okay, you yeah, well, come to, to see Anton. Oh, it's lovely. All right. Okay, what can I help you with? Well, uh, first of all, how's your day? Uh, it's all right. Not been massively busy. Just, you know, I had like a, an appointment this morning to try and um, uh, arrange a potential, uh, uh, something I'm potentially making for the, for the, for upcoming, a particularly difficult one. But I was like, you know, I, I'm interested in doing that kind of thing. So I, so I was, you know, I, I was, I was up for at least the conversation to uh, to talk about it. But then, as the conversation went on, we lasted an hour. I think we, it, it became pretty clear that it, you know, it was going to cost a lot more than it was expected. So I had to, you know, let him down kind of easily that it's not going to be uh, my particular work, which is a shame, of course, because I was kind of excited. But then, as nothing much else was happening, I thought I might as well give it a go and uh, try and make some things anyway. And these techniques, I don't know them yet, but it was fun to sort of like learn some stuff. I had a couple of people come in who wanted to just buy some simple uh, some stuff for, I don't know what they call it, like um, LORPing or LUPing, I don't know what they call it, but they wanted some blunt weapons for that kind of stuff anyway, I don't know, I don't know what that was about, but they bought some uh, some weapons and moved on most of the rest of the day, just been, you know, keeping up with admin, <laughs> uh, clearing up a little bit and just uh, making sure I've got all of, uh, of, uh, of uh, Professor Rich's uh, stuff uh, done that he wanted done and just keeping everything clear until you've come up and asked me how my day was. Well, that sounds like a quite interesting day then, really. Uh, well, look, it's, uh, it's, it's your expertise we're interested in, actually. 
uh, talking about stuff you do and don't know. So we've come across a little item, and we're interested mm. to know where it might have come from. Do you recognise this? Or... Yeah, it takes it off and puts on something like a little glasses and stuff. It's like, well, that's all that's uh, that's some fancy stuff there. It's not like standard blacksmith and that. That's some uh, arcane engineering and what you got here. Um, I mean, I don't know it. Uh, you've got your maker's mark on the back here. Um, I reckon like what you've got there, that's, that's been handcrafted. This is, this in mass produced in any way. Um, I don't recognize that logo, but, uh, it's not from around here. I, I reckon if you were wanting to look for this, what was your best bet, bet to start? I'd reckon your best bet to start down in South Reach. I mean, they got a lot of factories down there and there a lot more work and engineering goes on in that kind of location, smaller shops that do that kind of stuff. Okay, that's very okay, kind. Right. Yeah, sounds like a great uh, bit of advice. Oh, well, we'll go and have a look down there then. That's uh, very kind. You, you, yeah, hope I, you get I, on okay with that thing you're trying to make, whatever it yeah, is. I, I'd, I'd be uh, be careful uh, with what, you, what you're what you looking down there. I mean, there's, there's some uh, some more nasty folk down there if you go to the wrong places. I know in particular there's a there's a tavern that um, I've had some friends that used to go to called the Salty Tusk, although it's got some uh, some bad for where people are. Uh, I, I, I'd avoid that. I mean, there's, you know, uh, informational hub and all that, but I don't think it's worth whatever you were looking for. Okay, okay, that sounds interesting. Uh, what kind of people go to the salty, salty oh, you know, the, uh, the easiest way to, uh, The kind of people that would usually buy sharper instruments from my store rather than those that would be buying the blunt stuff. Oh, I get you. I got you. Okay. Okay. That's uh, most interesting. Thank you. Uh, Okay. Okay. Can I interest you anything? You're looking for any uh, merchandise today? Uh, don't think so. No, not at the moment, anyway. So, uh, if we come when we come back from the from uh, South uh, South Reach, perhaps we'll uh, have a bit more ready money. You might better buy something. I don't know. We'll see. Did, did they know you were this? Was you say was the salty? Salty Tusk, is it? Salty Tusk? No, I don't know. I've never been there myself. Okay. All right, then if, that's fine. If we should happen to find ourselves uh, in there, you know, out of necessity, um, uh, what, the, what were the names of the friends that you said go there, just in, so we have, like, a person to touch base with? And oh, go, well, oh, we know Anton. You know Anton. You must be a cool person. Yeah, well, no, I, you, you struggle to find the friends that I used to have that go there. There's two particular friends, and both of them are dead now, so... No. Well, I'm oh, sorry that's, to hear that. That's a shame. Well, it's, it's sad, but it was their own fault, mostly. Getting into the wrong crowds and all that. Oh, I see. Was that, was that involved the uh, Southreach at all? Well, I don't know exactly what it was. We kind of lost touch at the point where they were doing that, and I was working towards, you know, getting a real job. Fair enough. Okay. I'm just going to go yeah. ahead and assume that we're probably not going to find this logo just by walking down the street. I think probably that's not something that they advertise. Yeah, I think that's probably very sensible. It's probably more like a that calling card than it is a business logo. But that does mean we're going to need to ask somebody, and that means possibly we'll the information hub. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine. I can't see a problem with that. Can you? I believe it'll be fine. I 
Well, it's no good staying here. We better go and have a have a little wander then. Um, all right. Well, thank you very out, much. Looking at a very sharp knife on the wall or, or like a really sharp <laughs> sword on the wall or something just like well, I, I reckon yeah there's a couple of extra things you haven't seen before some really mm. fancy like daggers and things there's, there's one in particular that's catching your eye which looks as though the guard is made of white gold a useless material for an actual gold for an actual guard you realize it would be too soft and it would like mash but like in terms of looking nice yeah Macy would totally totally know that about white gold but it looks really good <laughs> Like jewels and it's just shiny is the main thing. <laughs> shiny. Well, hey, probably, you'd have an idea. You know, you'd have interacted with white gold before because you found me. Yeah, I'm probably not like testing the hardness level. <laughs> no, but you'd be like generally aware that it's softer material. Yeah. So if we head through the mall and out the southern end, we'd come out into uh, the southern part of New Zaiba, would we? Zaiba. Nuzabra yeah. is a very open sort of like there's, there's nothing really there it's not green and it's not like full of houses and such it's kind of just like a big area with some roads some area patches of green and such but it's not particularly interesting uh, there's a big sort of area behind the um um the mall itself for like parking carriages and like leaving it's, you know, like uh, whatever, whatever transport you brought. But other than that, yeah, not a lot. Neve is going to be so pissed. Why? Can you imagine us telling her that we are going down to a, the roughest part of town on our own? Uh, yes. we're not on our own. There's three of us. But speaking of going down to the rougher part of town, uh, I'll just kind of cast my eye over what Maisie's wearing. Uh. Have you got anything that might let you blend in a little bit more with um, people who do hard labor for a living? Or Probably. any way we could, like... I've got, like, distressed jeans. Are they actually distressed from use, or are they made to look distressed? Because of that's just how they are. A little bit from use, but they were designed that way as well. Okay. Just, are, are you currently wearing anything that looks expensive or like? I mean, the armor you would get, probably or like you would get mugged. <laughs> the armor is like a thick leather jacket that probably looks expensive, but I also need that for protection. Okay. So, I mean, I, I don't know because I'm, I, you know what? Because uh, Carl tends to wear a quite a very smart suit and everything. So he probably. Oh yeah, you're well dressed as well, aren't you? Okay. Uh, not expensive, but. But on the other, I, I I think I might if we are going to go down there, I might actually have I brought with me my uh, my 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 armor after that adventure with the with the rats, so uh, I could put that on. I mean, it's not <laughs> trouble is it makes me a bit of a target, you know. But on the other hand, it does stop people hitting me quite so hard. Macy doesn't look quite as posh as Neva does on the daily. Not quite, but, but, but like posh, but like part of what you wear is branded. Yeah, part of. <laughs> Okay, but, well, let's yeah. just, uh, if you two would be okay with it, I think it would work better for us if we stopped into, like, a clothes shop and just bought you guys some big coats or something just to uh, hide that you are new students to the university whose pockets might be lined with new student money. Well, they'd be 
I'll press to find any new student money in my pockets, but okay. Yeah, just so that we don't get mugged. What if we just they can take, they can take my bottle, I suppose. What if we just leave our money at the room? Uh, that won't take me very long. I mean, we, we, we could do that, but also, like, they might want your, I don't know, fancy, okay. yeah, mm. fancy stuff. And the money might come in handy for a bit of bribery, you never know. Yeah. Let's just go get you some, like, five copper coats or something. Yeah, it would suit me. I wouldn't mind uh, a coat anyway, because if it gets cold. And then afterwards, Macy, you can, like, rip it up and, you know, um, make it a distressed look. And then it'll be really cool. I'll get a I'll get a black cloak. How how nice is it? <laughs> Wait, you you're saying you've got a black cloak or you'll I'm get not, a black I'm, cloak? I'll get one. I'll get one. Okay. So in that case, as we go through the mall, we're looking for like a charity shop. A charity shop. <laughs> um yeah, there'd be something. I don't know. Yeah. Specifically a charity shop and not a vintage shop. <laughs> exactly. Well, I was gonna say you like walk across something like Goblin outfitters or something, you know. Um, some, some like. It's like, oh, this is where I get most of my clothes. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you can find a charity shop. Like, uh, not there's nothing in this area that is like poor. If that makes any sense, like I don't know. I don't even the, the, the crazy phrasing, but there's nothing where it's like, oh, you know, it, it would cost nothing. But there are areas where you can get like a, you know, just the simplest of t-shirts and simplest of trousers and simplest of coats and stuff, which. Isn't it's nothing particular. Ah! Bless you, Jesus Christ! Holy hell! That was so loud. <laughs> I love that it cuts out as well. So it sounds like you just went. <laughs> I don't want to completely change. I just want a cloak to go over. Yeah, I was going to get a, a sort of a long, a long, uh, a long coat that I can just cover my suit up with. You could probably find a cloak and a coat, long coat. Yeah, yeah. Those so I'm looking for a very nondescript. Worn old coat. You know. You're in a mall. I mean, old coat. yeah. You go into a charity shop. There's some some sort of. You, you find a, a coat that's got the uh, sort of. It's kind of like an old um, duffel coat type style. Um, it's long. It's got that sort of like. Um, uh, what's the sort of like felt texture? Um, big pockets. Doesn't fit particularly well, but it covers you over. It's warm. You know. Uh, is it for a closed coat? Is it? I want to get one bulky enough so I can put it on over the top of the plate armor. It'll make me look very fat, but I don't care. You probably, yeah. You get one like oversized. Um, for cloaks, I mean, there's cloaks everywhere. You just, I think you initially pick up like a nice cloak, and you're like, "This will do," and then they're like, "Nah." <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like a nice cloak, and then they t lead you over slightly to like a a cloak which you wouldn't wear in your worst nightmares. But it's the right kind of style, and you know, a hood, and it wraps around. No, the <laughs> worst, the so worst nightmare would be like a, a a bright, flowery cloak. You know what I mean, though, like te yeah. texture wise. So you look, and you look at it and say, uh, "Oh no!" Oh, God, that's terrible. That, my 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 dad's got one just like that. It's so itchy. Well, yeah, it's a bit itchy. I know, but it's uh, cheap. After this, I'm going. I'm going to reline it. I'm going to like decorate the side of it. I don't know something else in this. Jesus. And uh, Cromwell doesn't buy anything because you're. My, yeah, my, my assumption is I would already fit in where we're going. Uh, exactly. It's like 120%. <laughs> I'm already wearing that. 
which uh, Karma, which part of uh, Veluna? Oh no, you don't come from Veluna. You come from. No, Kortia. I come from Cortia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, get confused. Okay, fine, fine. So you don't know this area at all, then, really? Nope. Just a. But you probably know similar area. areas, perhaps, in Cortia. I I think it would be fair to say that most large towns and cities have um, places that the less affluent visit less. How much is? Well, to be honest, I, I I do I do know them because well, that sort of area because uh, obviously as uh, as a monk we used to go to the less affluent areas to help out back home. Yeah. So you know, and, you so know, I know what you're talking about. They're not, they're not you know it's not a bad place to to be. It's just different and the yeah. rules might be a little bit different. That's what I always found. I found that they can be a bit rough diamonds, but they are normally pretty nice people really once you get to know them. Alex, how much is? This this basic, hundred twenty percent wool cloak, like a silver. Okay. And how much is my coat? Again, like a silver. Very basic stuff. Silver. Like, because I bear in mind that um, is it, that's you're, you're in a world currently where like being rich is earning ten gold a month. So, yeah, you know, I'll take one gold. Like doing well for yourself. So, like this is, you know, and add nine silver. There we go. There we go. Okay, but yes, uh, <clears throat> right, there we go. I just never come across Electrum before. I mean, I must have done, but I just never noticed it. No one fucking uses Electrum. No. Yep. It's the most useless currency. <laughs> it's worth like 1.5 silvers. It's stupid. Like, why why, why would you? No, it says, it says Electrum. It's like the $2 bill. An Electrum is half a gold. Yeah, cool. It's five silver. Five silver. So, like, it's there, but. <laughs> Everything else is a 1 to 10 ratio. Why? Why? Why different? Yeah. Why different? Yeah, yeah. So, you head down towards the south of Verona, getting down to Southreach. What? Mace is gonna uh, out to the south side of Chicago. Yeah, Mace is gonna keep trying to make her hair light a flame again, just so she looks tougher for this area. It's again to... getting sparks and stuff. Uh, no, no proper flames, but it's getting a bit more, like more and more embers each time. Uh, unfortunately, it does come along with you looking a bit constipated. Uh, <laughs> the suns are like setting at this point. You get quite a pretty sunset through the uh, the streets of the city, but you're getting into the darker uh, side of uh, side of the day. As you step into, uh, there's no like marked border, but as you get over into Southreach, uh, it becomes very evident that Southreach is used for two things, really. Factories and warehouses, and then some shop fronts, and there's a little bit of housing as well, but it looks like cheap housing because it's noisy. Well, it would be noisy when the factories are running and such. Um, but like a lot of what you're looking at, there's these huge warehouses, uh, you know, these big like, uh, doors for obviously getting in a lot of material, getting in and out a lot of material, and then you know big. Um, you'd have been able to see these previously, like big chimneys for pipes for for whatever is being burned or made or. Factory. Are there any signs which have on them a crossed key and a dagger? No, not that you see. I thought not, but you never know your life. So, are you looking for anything in particular other than that, or are you just going to wander around for a few uh, hours? How many people are, are 
out about? A fair few. I mean, like, the sun goes down at pretty early in, you know, in Comanthia, like, five or six o'clock. So it's still, like, that kind of time where the steady flow of people going home, especially from the factories, uh, is happening. But and not they, round streets. Are they coming out of the factory, like, various factories, kind of dirty or relatively clean? Depends on the factory. Okay. Some of them, yeah, they come out, you know, not so, like, they haven't been doing a lot of hard work. Some of them, they look like they've been doing, like, a hard day's work. So. Cool. Can I... Is there something that... Sure, go. Um, can I, just, like, maintain my passive insight to make sure nobody's watching us as we proceed through here? Give it a go. Uh, well, as you're walking through, generally, you you get some looks. You Evidently, you're fitting in a little better. You're walking against the majority of traffic, but, like, you've ever been in town, you don't really notice or care when there's people around. So there's not a lot of prying eyes. Um, you don't notice specifically, at least, this first little bit of walking in that anybody has been following you. Okay. Uh, of the shop fronts that are here, because you'd said that we were kind of passing a few and Anton had said that there were some down here. Mm. Um, is, is there one that looks to be kind of of arcane engineering or artifice? None from like the sign. Um, like the shops that you mostly walk past down here, there's a couple of like food places, um, but not like nice food places, more the like kebab shop style thing, something that people would go for for lunch, um, which are closed at this point. There's a couple of like general stores, um, which are, you know, when you go, it, so like in England, I'm sorry, Greg, you know, when you go around to somewhere where it's evidently just like there's not not like a rich neighborhood and there's these like almost off brand shops where yeah. it's called something like, you know, Bainsbury's and it's, <laughs> it, it looks a little bit like cheaply laid out and stuff like that. Isn't that kind of a look? Um, you don't really feel that there are any, at least the bit that you've walked through yet, um, arcane engineering shop fronts, but you do get the feeling that some of the warehouses and factories that you've been walking past may have, like, arcane engineering stuff going on. Can, is there, like, a sort of indication of which, where the sort of... I'm thinking of this in where the sort of main street or the main area might be? That's what you mean by main area. In terms of, like, main area of living, that would be the sort of southeastern area that's where you'll that's, get more like residential in terms of factories that's the sort of east to northeast like the eastern side is mostly all the big factories and warehouses and what about the sort of shops pubs that, that that's company? more over in the residential side sort of like central to to western side is again those kinds of things sorry central to eastern side so what's in the western side I got west and east confused. The factories are in the west, the residential's in the east. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, I, I mean, we need to ask somebody. We're never going to find it just by wandering around, so... Do we find our way to this... What's this even called? Uh, something a salty, salty tusk? tusk? I mean, I, mean, that, ask. I do just want to acknowledge that Anton specifically said not to go there. Yeah, well, he said, he said it might be a bit shady, but he did also say it was a hub of information. Um, but I think that that's kind of our only lead, in it, unless we want to start just going into every factory which is currently closing. Or just start grabbing random people off the street and saying, hey, do you know what this thing is? I kind of like that better, but 
But if it we, goes, we can. It's, a, it's an option. I just don't think it'll work as well. Oh, we could try it in one of the shops because you know, if it's a well-known symbol, the shopkeeper might have come across it. Yeah, I don't think it's very likely, but it's, a, it's worth a try. But let's give it a try first. Uh, how do we? How do we want to do this? We want to go with. Oh, we found this. We're just trying to return it, or we're looking to get more made. Well, we're looking to get more made. I think so. Uh, we could say that uh, we need some. We need something made. Somebody gave us this as an example, but it's broken. We need to get it fixed and get some more made. Okay. So is, there open, is there an open general store near us or something? The first shop you come across, yeah, it would just be like a general store, just called like general do store. Want, do we want to look for somebody that's also an arcane and engineering? Just because they'd probably yeah. know the, we'll ask, the yeah. market better? If you could find somebody, yeah, yeah. But how do you, how would you recognize them? I don't know. Look around. We've got to ask first. So uh, before heading into the shop, I will just kind of like reach down into some dirt and kind of just smear it over my hands and my face a little bit. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Uh, disguise. Oh, okay. You guys might want to also, you know, just find an alley and roll around in some dirt for a little bit because like your cloaks are a good step, but they also, they're clean because you bought oh. them today. Okay, well, I mean, okay. I know what you mean because I have worked. I've, I've but okay, I've never actually done that before. But I, I'll, I'll clean them for you later. Oh, it's only it's only an old coat. It's fine. I've got dirty plenty of times in the past, just never on purpose. All right then. Well, if you say so, I'll be I'll be led by you. I'm more so concerned about just rolling down on the floor. Like I'm not going to roll on the floor. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to very carefully sort of pick it up and. Just cake the cloak a little bit, especially the bottom <laughs> of it. It looks, yeah, a, a little dusty. I'll make a few sorts of smears and things. And... I mean, most of them cobbled streets here, so it's not like you can pick up much, like, yeah. dirt. <laughs> Donk! It's <laughs> 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 yeah, just now for the stone, exactly how you, uh, you... I mean, it'll make you look different, that's for sure. <laughs> Oh, but I ain't now. Yeah, so um, <laughs> after an attempt at making myself look a little less uh, educated. Yeah, and Cal, your posture is excellent, so you need to just, you know, slouch a little bit. Well, right. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'll try it. How's that? <laughs> oh, ow. Just, hun just hunch, hunch over your shoulders just like a little bit for like five minutes. <laughs> well, I'll try my best, but okay. Okay, then. Okay, we'll head in. <laughs> I tell you what, you I head think, in. Looking... I think Crom Cromwell should do the talking, I think. <laughs> you head in looking quite the oddity. Um, <laughs> and are completely ignored by the uh, the person behind the till initially. They evidently don't really care uh, that you're walking into the shop, because why would they until you give them money? Uh, it's just like a, uh, there's a elf sitting behind the desk. Young-ish, could be anywhere between 200 and 600 years old. Um, gaunt in gaunt face, you know, uh, fairly pale, light blue eyes, wearing similar outfit to um, Cromwell, like sort of fairly simple, cheap enough, uh, and just sitting, probably like doing some crosswords in a book or something, because you know he doesn't have a phone. I'll just. Uh, well, you said this is like a general store, right? Yeah, just bits and bobs, bit like fruits and veggies, and then some. You know, general whatever doodads that you need for the house. 
Cool. I will uh, I'll walk around. I'll pick up a uh, baguette uh, mm-hmm. as well as uh, just like whatever meat is uh, most expensive that they have. Uh, the most up. expensive chunk of meat they have is like an entire like pig's leg, which is mm-hmm. huge. It's like the size of you. <laughs> so yeah. I'll, 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 I'll pass that to uh, to Cal to hold for me, and we'll walk oh, up to the. Thank you. It's very kind. <laughs> and you walk to the front, and he looks up, looks at all the things, and goes, uh, two gold." That seems very expensive, uh, <laughs> but that's not what I'm saying. Uh, that's just me out of character <laughs> saying. <laughs> uh, so I say, "Oh, right, uh, no problem." I uh, I was just wondering. Um, my little nephew, you see, he's got a birthday coming up, uh, you know, soon. I was wondering. Do you know? I only recently come to the area. Look, I was after a job. You see, who who isn't in this economy? Um, I, I was just wondering. Is there anyone around here like who makes? little uh, magical toys or anything like that? Is that anything in the area, do you know? Firstly, you're going to be rolling Deception, <laughs> which I don't think is any kind of a uh, surprise to you. Nope. Seven. <laughs> okay. He looks at you with this just like, you know, um, confused and then like, I'm not buying it kind of a face. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I don't care. Just, Pay for the food and leave. I mean, that's not very good customer service, is it? <laughs> if you want customer service, go into the main part of town. Is that not what this what this is then? I mean, no. No, I like I said, I, I just come here uh, recently. I'm I'm just from a from a small little village, uh, you know, out out in the way. New, over a new currency, yeah, but you know them folks is too fa- fancy and stuck up for me. Um, so, uh, so nowhere near that, that does that. Then he looks at you, and then you know Carly and, and Maze as well. It's just like, yeah, I think you'd fit in better around old Imgim. Maybe try Grant. Old Im- uh Oh yes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> old Imgim is what you walk through to get to the mall. It's like oh, okay. the richer part of town. Grant is another more rich part of town. He's basically saying, well, you're in the wrong place. Okay. <laughs> I will put the uh, the baguette up on the counter and tell Kali to do the same. And uh, I'll walk up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't go very well. Never mind. Worth a try. Yep. Should we try another one? I mean, we could try that in all in all the shops, but it's whether or not people can be incentivized to give us the information. I wonder. So it might help if someone, if we found someone who would recognize what the symbol is. So I don't think we're going to do that. Just going into like, you know, some guy on a summer job or first job at at the at the corner shop. Basically, I'll say we've got to go to this. I, I, I think it's our only lead. Well, I, I, okay, but how do we find it? We can ask someone. <laughs> Walk back into the same shop. And by the way, <laughs> no, just, just I mean, if people are still leaving, I'll just, I'll just kind of like tug on, tug on someone's like coat and go, excuse me, mate, I'm looking for a drink. Where, where's Salty Tusk? 
So the person walking past is big, burly, you know, factory workers of some kind, worker of some kind, I'm going into your accent now, worker of some kind, um, who's like dirty, exhausted, you just tug on the leg, looks down, evidently first thing looks at you and thinks you're a child, and then kind of recognizes, actually, no, you're not a child, you're just very small, and he's just like, down there, left. I'll kind of tug my hand, kind of you, sir, and then I'll... Motion together and we'll start going. <laughs> Stumble Thanks very much. Very kind. <laughs> you walk down a couple of, uh, in the direction and to the, you know, to the right, to the left, whatever, the sort of the direction you were pointed. And it takes a few minutes of like walking back and forth before eventually you notice that you've been walking back and forth past an alleyway a good few times that has a sign hanging outside of it that says uh, the Salty Tusk. Um, down the alleyway, just like it's a dingy and like extremely seedy alleyway, there's just like a single door with like a single like flickering light above it. Um, you assume from the signage and a little arrow that this would be the Salty Tusk. We're all gonna die. Oh, there it is. Right, do you fancy a nice glass of water then, or sort of lemonade or something? No? No. From what? <laughs> would, you, would you rather that I hand you some um, coin now to barter with? That would that would be excellent. Um... <laughs> How much do you think you'll need? Uh, well, first of all, let's go into the place that isn't in front of all these... The, wet, the entrance to where the pub is. And... Uh, yeah, I figured we're standing outside of the alley still, rather than outside. Yeah, the alley is the entrance to the pub. So there'll be people walking past yeah. them as well. So there was an entrance in the alley. Anyway, we'll, we'll go stand somewhere where people aren't, like, sure. obviously watching us. A different um, uh, Do you have <laughs> uh, coin broken down into gold, silver, etc.? Oh, you, of course you do. You've just got your thing. Some gold and silver and platinum, no coppers. I only recently found out we're a thing. You, you bring them out with you? Yeah. Okay, uh, give me <laughs> one platinum, five gold, and all the silver you have. Okay, I'll, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, why did you do it? Can I have a look? Because I've not really seen platinum very much. I've only got yeah, no, Neither have I. Just hold it out. Hold it out in the in the open forever so you see and um you can tell immediately why platinum is like the most expensive of all of them like you've seen gold it's shiny it's heavy but like platinum has this especially in gel has this distinctive like sparkle to it like it catches the light much better than other things it's very shiny it's also very like specifically embossed with like you know um sort of like the currency of uh, or the local currency. Uh, in fact, actually, the platinum you have is probably, it works either way, but it would be from um, you it's know, your hometown, rather. It's fluari minted. Yeah, exactly. Fluari. Um, <laughs> are we going to get a thing of like when people try and use Scottish money and they're like, that's legal tender, <laughs> that is. <laughs> so you, you have no, one, but five, and nine. it's extremely fancy. It's extremely fancy. Okay, uh, so so how, so I'm gonna mark this on my thing, Greg. So yeah, one five one, and nine. One, five and nine. One copper, five silver, and nine gold. Cool. No, no copper. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's head in. Okay, you walk down the alleyway and get to the door, which oh, is. Did you, did you want me to do, do the that. shoulder thing again? 
Macy's turning her phone off as well. <laughs> okay. You turn off your phone. <laughs> yeah. That was, so, that was you, mentioned in two of like. Stone, oh. Your talk stone. We've, yep. you know, they're not phones, talk they're stones, talk sorry. stones. <laughs> uh, and what did you say, Mark? I said, um, did you always do that shoulder thing again you were talking about? The old. Uh, oh. The shoulders. Um, yeah. Sh- yeah. For as long as it's comfortable. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll try then. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Oh, can you do that thing where you make us see in the dark? Yes, I can do that. Hang on. Bing. Just in case it's not very well lit in there for, you know, reasons of wanting to hide things, that might help. Uh, I will do that, and that will last eyes of the night. Uh, last for one hour, so we can all see for. I can see any, but you can now see for a range of three hundred feet. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> cool. All right, let's head into the uh, the salty tusk. Macy's going to leave her hood up as well. <laughs> yeah. So you go down the alleyway, able to see things at least in black and white for now. Get to the door with this little flickering light, and it opens. It's a you know normal opening door, no locks, no nothing uh, particularly special about it, um, other than it's. There's nothing special about that other than you can't tell whether it's just like general marks in a door or actually like a dagger hole through like a head level. Nice. But it's there <laughs> nice. uh, from the inside out, you know. Um, oh. Anyway, you open up the door and like as expected, as soon as you open the door, you realize you know, this, this is just not your standard place Maisie you like you've liked to believe that you'd fit in in this kind of a place for a long time in your high castle but you, you're just like oh this is oh. does everyone turn <laughs> oh <laughs> so the inside <laughs> is dingy. Creaks, piano stops playing <laughs> <laughs> so the inside is dingy and dark as expected and it has this acrid smell of like sweat beer and blood all mixed together um, there are plenty of tables strewn around like the main floor, surrounded by all sorts of you know odd types, big, small, lots of scars, cuts, and tattoos. And yes, they've all, especially the ones close to the door, have all just like turned around to see who's walked in for starters, and then have put on the face of like, who the hell's that? Like, this is not mm-hmm, okay. Cal would sort of be resisting the temptation to go. Elm's blessing on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> There's a small bar on the left-hand side, behind which is a very large and very scarred Goliath. How busy uh, is so Funny, uh, quite quite packed. Uh, fun fun thing there. Um, it, I've put a very scarred Goliath. What I've actually put is a very scared Goliath, which I think is <laughs> nice. a very <really> amazing <laughs> difference. I'm going to make my roll if it's busy then. Yeah, go for it. Um, you got a very, it's a very uh, scarred Goliath. He's like seven foot tall minimum. There's these tribal tattoos over every, including his face. Um, and these tattoos in all sorts of places are jagged and misaligned because of a scar and cuts and all sorts of things where the skin's healed, obviously, slightly off and differently. And uh, it's, it's the kind of like the stereotype you'd expect. Uh, one of his eyes is cracked and misted, and part of his lip below that doesn't quite close proper, properly, like a little held down from cuts and scars down his face. And he's looking like directly at the three of you with these these sorts of dangers. Um Maisie, uh, you don't get anything. Uh, I mean, do you want me to say it out loud or do you want me to? I don't mind. Okay, you don't get anything like specific, 
you just get a lot of like um dark imagery like kind of nasty not like oh it's a grim film kind of thing but just like actually like it fills you with a little bit of anxiety dark nothing specific just like that, that feeling like a dark imagery of like bad bad things like a very uneasy feeling um and yeah did you walk over to this barman or are you gonna walk into the main yeah, room first walk straight over yeah do you say anything easily or are you waiting uh i will is there a stool yeah a couple of stools not many you'd have to clamber up this isn't yeah, um halfling friendly Cool. I, would help, I, will, I would help him out. Uh, I'll, One, I'll, two, three. Whee! Yeah, I'll gratefully. Uh, and then once he's done that, because I would imagine that I get kind of a bit of a look. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, wink at the uh, at the barman, and uh, I will say, uh, "Could I have uh, three of your biggest, uh, biggest and best uh, pints of ale, please?" And I will hold out. Uh, a hand to shake with him with the little round thing crest out uh in my in my like finger so that he sees it but as though it, as though it was like almost a ring but not quite you feel like it, it the, his reaction is almost as though you've said nothing and he's just ignored every single word you've said he just looks at the three of you and just goes you three shit stains are definitely in the wrong place the fuck do you want and he's just like, he's not shaking your hand. He doesn't really look down or pay attention. He doesn't pay attention to the fact that you just asked for three beers. He just has this face. If, you know, if looks could kill. Three cool. beers. Like I said. Hmm. He turns around. He like turns to... around, grabs three <laughs> tankards, which are like as big as your face, fills them with what you presume to be beer, and then just slams them down and just goes... Three gold. I mean, I will. Which, I'll put... which you would very much know is far too yeah. expensive. I will. I will put three silver on the table. <laughs> he looks down, pauses, and he's just like he just takes the three of them, puts them under the uh, under the thing, yeah. and just like turns away. Cool. <laughs> the three coins or the three beers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've now got these huge tankards and everyone else it, like you you're definitely making like a murmur in in the in the room generally um do you move away from the bar immediately or you just like sort of stand there uh i will quickly turn to my compatriots and say uh do we want to try and be subtle or do we just want to be be big about this i think we start with subtle and go to non-subtle when it doesn't work I no but I don't know how you're going to be subtle in the play. Like, it doesn't really seem to be there for team, yeah? As you're nice hanging thing. around, he just interrupts your little conversation, the, the big Goliath again, uh, and just says, I'll ask a second time. The fuck do you want? We're here for information. You ask, really. Information. Oh, yeah. Miss you know just coming do you down know the beer. Yeah. Do you, do you recognize this? <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll hold it up again, still within my fingers. Uh, Maze you down the beer. It kind of tastes like someone decided to add a little bit of beer into water. Like it's very watered down. Sure. It's gross. You know, like the underlying Doesn't taste of right beer now. has that sort of like <laughs> hoppy. But you know that yeah. like hoppy sort of 
it's just the hops and water. There's no flavor. Hops and water. <laughs> much, yeah. yeah, it's not good, but it's strong. <laughs> good. It's strong. Just wants to quiet the dark thoughts that's just picking up a little bit. Um, he Cat looks down at your little try and he's going to try and pretend to to look like he's drinking without actually drinking. I mean, you can you can breathe water, can't you? So you can just kind of um as you 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 present this to him he kind of looks down at your tiny tiny figure bear in mind you're like you're like what three foot tall two and a half two and a half so he's about seven foot a a bit over he's about three times your height he's taller than you and you're standing on a stool um he just leans over like properly over you with this horrible you know warm breath of smells just like he hasn't brushed his teeth in a very 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 long time just goes there's information you want Go to talk to Squeaky Pete. He's the one in the corner. Okay. Peter. And, and he just uh, turns away. Okay. He just turns say. away. Why's he called? Oh, that's an interesting. Over the last four hundred something years, he went from sleepy to squeaky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Would one of you mind um, carrying my beer for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try, but you know, uh, quite I'll, heavy, but I'll, I'll take I'll it. Go. Thank you. I, I was yeah, thinking we'd give easy. it to uh, Squeakus Petus and uh, and and see if that might help lubricate the conversation. Well, you never know. I, I imagine probably uh, you know round metal things might also help. Yes, that well, that second boost fest. Fair enough. Is is this guy? I mean, um, I imagine obviously there's several corners in this room. Is it very obvious who he's talking about? He pointed to, to a certain corner. Yeah. The corner that he's pointed at, as you walk over, you can see a figure shrouded by darkness. Yes, I know you have your dark vision, but you know, uh, barely visible. Magical dark your dark vision. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's creating his own. No, no, no. Uh, but as you get closer, you can see that uh, this is in fact a mouse folk in oh. thieves' leathers. Uh, sitting casually, like one foot up on the chair, the other one dangling down. Uh, you get the feeling he's probably not much taller than um, than Cromwell, and he's got this knife that he's just like digging into the table. You can see there's like all sorts of scratch marks and stuff. I mean, all over the table anyway, but just like uh, no, no regard for property, evidently. Uh, and as you're walking over, you can see he's like got this constant uh, surveying of the room, uh, taking in everything, seeing you guys and. This is trying. I'd like to insight this guy as well. Does this being pointed over here seem like a setup to get us to leave, or does it look like this guy may actually have information for us? Roll insight. Um, fifteen. I have a 15. question about insight as well. We, we um, you have no idea. Fifteen. You're so you're a little overwhelmed from just like everything that's going on anyway. You get the feeling that probably telling the truth, kind of a like, let's just get you out of here. I don't really care what happens to you, kind of an approach, but maybe it was a lie. I got a question about uh, insight and that mm-hmm. kind of thing, actually, because uh, I have got advantage on things like intelligence. Does that apply to the feats that are based on intelligence or just on intelligence? Uh, if you have advantage on a skill, it has a little A next yeah. to the bonus. It should bonus. also tell you the conditions in which you have that advantage. Yeah, if you click on I've that. Got, 
I you only just... you only have advantage on saving throws. In saving throws. Sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought it was. I just wanted to check. I thought, I thought that would be the case because I got disadvantage on stealth at the moment. Yeah. Well, as you walk over, he this uh, this mousefold leans forward out of the darkness, and you can see you know there's more scars down his face and his you know uh, all sorts of marks, and his leathers are. These leathers are used, like scratched and restitched and stuff. And as he leans forward, and you get nice and close into this uh, dark and dreary corner, we're going to take a break for ten minutes. Okay. Will they die? Will they survive? Find out next time. <laughs> this is just saying in our head the whole time. We're going to die. We're going to fucking die. This is this is how. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dice Breakers. Thank you to Dark Fantasy Studio and Nicholas Judy for the use of their music in the episode, and a big thanks to you for listening. If you prefer to see us live, don't forget to follow us on Twitch or Glimish at Dicebreakers D&D. Or if you want to watch us at your own pace, consider subscribing to us on YouTube. Don't forget to come back next week to see what the characters get up to in the next part of this epic adventure. I'll see you then. <laughs>